Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. And if you believe you have opportunity there, I'm not going to prevent you from getting another job because people think you're fired. But I want to be very clear with you in order to get ahead this way. So that's a great reason um, is to make more money. So this webinar today is about reasons that you should leave your job. And most of my webinars are actually pretty positive in nature, but what's happening in the current economy is attorneys in certain practice areas like corporate securities and practice areas where technology companies tend to spend a lot of money are, with the exception of patent, are losing their jobs. And what I'm talking about today is reasons that you should leave your position if you believe that you're having issues with it. And so this is one and one of my favorite webinars and topics to do because I think that it's very relevant to a, a lot of people and can understanding this can really help you. Just as a kind of introduction, a lot of the webinars I do are more positive in nature. So I'm trying to tell you how to uh, improve your uh, career and uh, things to do with your resume and just how law firms work. But this particular webinar, I think, is very important because it is at a time where people are losing jobs. And I typically don't do these kind of webinars just because I like them to be more educational in nature and not be something that would theoretically get you to apply to BCG research or something like that. But a lot of times people remain in jobs when there's signs that they could be losing their job, when there's signs that they're not going to advance, and a million different other things. And in most cases, it doesn't take a webinar like this for people to understand that. In most cases, what happens is people understand these things on their own. But at the same time, people don't understand how to look for the signs. And if you don't understand the signs, then you can definitely be in trouble and potentially lose your position. Sometimes uh, people will also leave firms when they shouldn't leave. And I've seen this happen on numerous occasions. You could be at a firm where you really fit in, where people like you, where you can advance and all those sorts of things. And then if you end up for some reason at a firm that it doesn't have those things, then uh, it can have very negative consequences. And just as a prelude, I'll tell you, the first firm I worked at was Quinn Emanuel, and, and I loved the firm, and I had lots of friends there, and, and I was doing good work, and people liked it, and I was getting work from lots of different partners and important partners, and, and so I was in a very good shape. But I, at the time, Quinn Emanuel was a much smaller firm. It was 45 attorneys, if you can believe it, when I joined it, and it was a bunch of guys from Crevasse, Maine, and Moore, mainly, and just really good attorneys. And I joined that firm and did very well. But then there was another firm, a New York firm, that was a branch office that I joined called Dewey Ballantyne, which is no longer in existence. But that firm in Skadden and Millbank paid these salaries that were ridiculous from the going rate. So the going rate at the time, this will give you an idea of how old I am, was $85,000 a year. And then firms like Dewey and Millbank and Skadden were paying like a hundred and Thirty-five to 50000 a year. So it was like almost a no-brainer. But when I did that, it gave me such a bad taste in my mouth that I ended up leaving the practice of law because it was a branch office. The partners there didn't have any work. They thought they were going to bring in a case for me to work on. They didn't. And, and then people that leave Quinn at the time weren't really welcome back. And so I didn't even make an effort to do that. But that should give you an, uh, a sense of what can happen. Uh, if you leave a firm when you shouldn't. Obviously, Quinn Emanuel was growing. 
people that I know stayed there and made partner and even without business, I mean, we're making you know, $3 million plus a year, five or, you know, 10, 12 years later, it would have been a very good opportunity and probably still be a lawyer. So there's some reasons that you should leave a firm, but you can leave a smaller firm uh, to a smaller, to a larger, more prestigious firm. And if you believe you have opportunity there, it can also dramatically increase your salary and career prospects. Uh, I'll talk more about that today, but uh, the main reason for that is larger firms typically have larger clients. Larger clients pay more money. Larger clients allow you to work on more sophisticated matters and larger clients set you up to go in house if you want to later or to move to even more prestigious firms. And there's like a, a really great thing on your resume that people don't necessarily have otherwise. So it's just, a, it can dramatically change. You can go from one big firm to another big firm and you can have a good run of a high salary and learn how to make partner at more prestigious firms and get clients you might not otherwise get. But the other uh, side of the equation is a lot of people will leave large prestigious firms to join smaller firms and or go in house. And sometimes those career moves will actually make it very difficult for you to ever get in a major firm again. That doesn't apply so much to people in corporate and different transactional practice areas, which would be real estate, patent, uh, ERISA, things like that. But it really does apply to litigation and a lot of others that I'll talk about today. And whenever you make a decision to leave a law firm, you're really making a decision that's going to take you either closer or farther away from whatever you're trying to do. And, and it will, it's very significant because it, it can change your life. Uh, change my life by moving to a firm that wasn't good. And it can change your life as well if you make the wrong decision. This is just a, a statement. I used to work with Tony Robbins, and this is a type of statement he might make. But the quality of your life and your career is going to be a proportional to the quality of your decisions. And every person's success is largely um, a product of that person's decisions, good and bad. I'll tell you an interesting story my, that I have learned is I was um, going to go to Stanford Business School at one point, and, and I enrolled. And then I was like, this is ridiculous, like crunching all these numbers and spreadsheets. I don't want to have anything to do with this. It's just not fun. And so I ended up withdrawing. And literally something they hardly ever seen, but, and after the, everything started and, and then I, over the past several years, I've been reading articles. I read one last night about someone that I met early in the class. That's a billionaire. That was maybe not uh, the best decision. People make bad decisions. I probably would have done something similar to that. Maybe I'm probably, maybe not, but I've always been an entrepreneur and more so than uh, a lot of the people that I met who tended to be very numbers oriented. It's just when you look at the most successful people, it doesn't matter what the profession is. It could be law, it could be sales, it could be anything. Their their life and is really the decisions you make. So you're you're in charge of your decisions. If you stay in a legal market uh, without a lot of opportunity, you may not have fun. You may make worse decisions. For example, I uh, am from Detroit. I clerked for a federal district judge in Detroit. Had I stayed there where there's only, at the time, there were like only five big law firms, which was like Miller Canfield, Economy Miller, Dyke McGossett, and then Plunkett Cooney and Butts Along. This is what happened at the time. That would have been a bad decision probably because I would have had different clients. I would have not made as much money. I would be in Detroit. I would never have learned about the profession that I'm in now, legal placement. I probably wouldn't have got into Stanford Business School because I wouldn't have had the 
entrepreneur, the life you have is literally a product of decisions you make. It's a product of the markets you're in. It's the product of the, whether you use a recruiter or not. It's the product of the type of jobs you apply to. It's a product of what, the opportunities. And so all of this is a, all these decisions are very important. And, and there's really no way to get ahead many times if you're in a position that you don't see as benefiting you in the long term than to move firms or move markets even. So people move markets all the time. I was talking to an attorney yesterday in Columbus that uh, miraculously has gotten a position at a, a very good firm and a very good practice area and didn't go to a top, even top, maybe went to a top 50 or maybe it's top 75 law school and is now set up and did average in law school, meaning average grades and, and um, somehow got this position by uh, contacting a, a recruiter, not myself, uh, and um, got it. And now, because of the practice areas, and he can move to the pretty much the biggest firms in New York, not Davis Polk and uh, Paul Weiss and those sort of things, but he can move to some very good firms or Los Angeles, probably not Los Angeles, have a bar, but all around the country, Chicago, Houston. And so the, the decisions you make really are, are very important. You need to think through uh, the decisions you make. Sometimes people quit jobs because they're mad at their firm and or they think that it's just an unpleasant place to work. And that decision is another huge one that can prevent you from getting another job because people think you're fired or can't get along in different atmosphere. You spend the majority of your life at work. So you commute to work, maybe, or maybe you work remotely, but you interact with people at work. People are mean to you or nice to you or both. And, and you can get ahead and advance your family and your self-esteem and your uh, career based on your job. And there's, so there's a lot of very good arguments that could be made for staying at your firm, but there's also um, a lot of reasons that I'm going to go over right now that I think, I hope everyone absorbs and understands. And by the way, this webinar is live. As you listen to things, you might want to write them down in a Word document or on a piece of paper and see how these things apply to you. And then in addition, I recommend trying to find questions about what I'm saying. If it doesn't make sense, or you think that there's reasons that you may need more clarification, or you can just ask questions about anything. People ask questions about why they shouldn't firms or what, what something means when someone says something to them. So they ask questions about that. So please take notes, answer questions, because this should guide your thinking in terms of the types of things you look at. So the first one are people that, that we work with that, that I believe there's two types of attorneys. There's basically ones that are motivated by trying to trade up, and there's those who are trying to trade down. And what does that mean? That means that uh, people, all they want to do is trade up, and there's people that all they want to do is trade down. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, 
We include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. People want to trade up because they believe that they can challenge themselves at a higher level and they want to compete uh, with, with uh, better attorneys and they feel that they're up to it. And then there are those who are trying to trade down and maybe beyond their ability to, to succeed at the firm they're at. I'd like to tell a quick story uh, about this trading up and trading down when imagine that you were, and there's actually, there's a really good uh, Malcolm Gladwell book about this, and I'm not going to say the way he describes it, but I will describe the general reality because I don't want to offend anybody. But he says that some people are admitted to different schools and that are not um, believed to perform well. They, they don't, the firm doesn't expect them to perform well. So if somebody is admitted to Harvard, for example, and they're an athlete, uh, they may be admitted with the expectation that they're going to be not in the top of their class and or even at the bottom. Now, some of them aren't, of course, but they're looking more at the person's athletic ability than they're looking at the person's skill academics. Certainly, you have to have good academics and there's minimum LSAT, PAs and things. That's how they look at people. So athletes are admitted with the expectation that they're not going to get the best grades. And I see people that went to Harvard and Stanford and Princeton and all these people all the time that ended up at like third or fourth year law schools just because they were in an environment that was beyond that they weren't suited for. There's also people that are admitted to schools, undergraduate schools that where they may be batting below their average. So they may go to a local law school and be first in their class, or they may have gone to Princeton or something and okay, but they go to a local law school and are at the very top of the class. So there's certain people that are in uh, jobs that are potentially if someone from a, a fourth-tier law school or third-tier law school without the greatest motivation or skills goes to a firm that's way above them, they probably are going to have a hard time trading up because they're not performing at the level of their peers. And if you go to and if you, so you may not be you may want to actually trade down. So people are in different firms based on many times their skill level. You may feel that you, I think it may be called the Peter principle. You may have been advanced beyond, you may be at a firm beyond your capabilities where you're getting basically maxed out and you're not performing at that level, in which case you're going to have a lot better luck trading down. That analogy that Malcolm Gladwell gives, and I'm sorry to spend so much time on this, but it's very important. The analogy that Malcolm Gladwell gives is he says that people that are admitted to colleges that are beyond, uh, that were the people are much smarter than them as a general rule with higher SAT scores and grades and more potential, um, may want to go in and major in something like pre-med, but because of their um, experience, they are not able to, to pass those classes, so they end up maybe doing English or something, whereas if they'd gone to a much better school, they wouldn't necessarily be in that type of practice area. In that type, they would have been doctors instead of succeed. So sometimes you may want to go into a firm that's less. And if you're um, maxing out and you can do better, like you did first in your class or really high to fourth level, third, fourth or second tier, or even first tier bottom law school, you could probably trade up. Law firms love people that are trying to trade up, by the way, because there's this whole principle that people just respect people more when they're trying to trade up. 
They believe that they're going to make better attorneys because they try hard. A lot of people don't get into the best firms out of law school, but they concentrate in this practice area. And, and law firms like people trying to trade up because they assume they're going to be hungrier. And a lot of the new associates, I'm sure if you're in a top firm, you're one, two, three firm, you start or one, two, three years, you may get exhausted uh, by um, the firm that you're in and, and, and start talking negatively or taking things for granted or complaining about things. And so they love attorneys that are trying to trade up. But if a law firm thinks you're trying to trade down, they will start believing that maybe your skill wasn't as good as it can have been at a top firm. And therefore, you are willing to accept less because you want to make sure you succeed, or maybe you're having problems getting a job with another top firm, or maybe you're just unsatisfied with the practice of law and you want to go somewhere with better hours or something else. And so the law firms often believe if you're trading down that there may be a problem with you and you may want to leave the law firm environment entirely. Now, some people will say with good reason that they want, they want to get a, a position with a firm that you know, that where they can get business and, and, or they want to get a position closer to their home or their family someplace. But in general, uh, people do look at you suspiciously sometimes when you're trying to trade down. And so you just have to be careful with that. Most of the time when people trade down, not all the time, but a decent perspective of the time, they often come to me and want to trade back up. And firms are scared of that because people during recessions will always try to trade down, which is actually very effective. If you're losing your job at a big firm in a recession, so I always recommend it. Trading down actually means probably looking in the suburbs of a major city or looking in even smaller markets, but you need to be careful. And but the people that get the most jobs that work with me as a recruiter, and I say this uh, because uh, this is just um, how it works. Now, this is mainly for jobs in your current market, uh, but it can also apply to firms in other markets. But the people that get the most jobs if I look at their resume and I see what they're trying to do um, and I write about them and then to the firms, and I talk about this to the firms, uh, those people uh, that want to be in a more prestigious firm and challenge themselves typically uh, do um, get move up and do very well. And this desire is something that the law firms love. How much do they love it? I've seen, I had one candidate a few years ago. Actually, you know what? He wasn't a candidate. He was someone that I was coaching and I have a coaching business, but, but I don't, and again, I'm not going to promote it here, but the, the point is that he was, he had started out, I think he failed the bar two times in California or something. And, um, the, the only, he didn't get a job as a summer associate. He went to a top law school and then he got a position, uh, at a small firm. And when he failed the bar the first time, they were like, you can stay. And then we failed the bar the second time they said, you can stay. But once he passed the bar, from the second he didn't pass the bar, the second he got at this firm, it wasn't a great firm. It was a firm that, frankly, was he felt was embarrassing based on the quality of law school he went to. He moved to a new firm, like a better, little bit better firm. Then he moved to a little bit better firm, and then he started getting business, and then he moved to a better firm. And so five firms in, after eight or nine years, he was at one of the top probably 10 or 15 most prestigious law firms in the United States because he kept improving, kept moving, kept... And law firms love that when you're trying to get in a more prestigious firm. And, and they're going to take a chance because they know you're going to work harder. They know you're motivated and they can channel that uh, into uh, a new firm and do very well. So that means a lot of things. It means 
You may be doing insurance defense and want to do commercial litigation. So you have a real desire for that. And you can say that you want to work on bigger cases. These are the best hires for firms. And the lateral market really at the highest level, like people moving between AMLO and 100 law firms, functions like that, but not completely. But it actually, the, the lateral market functions like this in, in great part for attorneys at not your AMLO necessarily 100 law firms, but attorneys trying to move to better and better. Firms love it. And, and, and you can get indoctrinated in the, the, the firm pecking order because you're going to get most attorneys, and I'm just telling you how it is, apply to 100 firms or in law school, and they might get one or two interviews, or they might apply to 500 firms. So you get indoctrinated, you get rejected, you feel like you're not good enough, you feel like your law school is not good enough. But once you get into law firms, your grades stop mattering for the most part, and they're looking at your practice area and your motivation to work in a better firm. And this is a great way to get ahead. These are people that always get ahead. But I want to be very clear with you, in order to get ahead this way, you need to have a resume that's focused typically on one practice area. You can't say you do five different things. The law firm has to believe that you're an expert in something. The idea of the more prestigious firm is that the market will respect you more, you will get better jobs next time, and you can move into work and where you're doing better clients and more important work and make more money. What does it mean uh, to work on more important clients? More important clients have a lot more money to spend, which means you can go farther in depth. You can investigate the law. You can spend days writing memos and making sure you've done the best work, whereas in smaller firms, the clients aren't willing to pay that. And I think the ability to work in a more prestigious firm is among the most important reasons that anyone should work. And this ability was something that carries a ton of weight and gives you a very good reason to move and that you should. I, every week, we place people from smaller markets and smaller firms, from firms you wouldn't have known into large prestigious firms. And these firms are life-changing. The people, you know, break down and cry. They scream, you know, on calls they, and they're just, they're just amazed and uh, because they know, you know, how important it can be. They can change your salary. They can change your, you know, your, your future. And also they change the type of attorney you are because you learn about your practice area in more depth. You learn from people that can do, that do much better work. And, and it can really, it's a real major advantage for you if you're able um, to do that. They can really change everything. If a second year associate from a small firm moves to a larger market, they can suddenly, or a larger firm, they can suddenly be making uh, more money. They can, they can get better experience. They can get world-class training and the opportunity to work on major matters. It's the same thing with larger cities. People move from small market, small cities to large cities all the time. And that's also a really good idea. That can change your career. What's really awesome about lateraling between law firms as an associate is that you're just going to be evaluated as a, as a much different uh, way than you were evaluated as a law student. So law students are evaluated just on their, brain, their grades and the quality of whether some are associate and then the quality of their law school. But when you're being interviewed as a lateral, the law firm doesn't have those things uh, to go off of. They just have your practice area and the firm you're at. So that specialty is what they're hiring. They're not hiring uh, as much based on your law school as they are your specialty. And uh, you may have also strengthened uh, your commitment to work hard, to do good work, and to become an expert. And that's very important. So you can always get into a better law firm 
as a practicing, practicing attorney based on um, the person you become by specializing in learning a new craft as opposed to your law school grade. So anybody that wants to move to a more prestigious law firm as an associate, you really need to do whatever you can to be in a specialty because the better the law firm, the more they expect you to have a specialty, meaning you do only trademark law or trademark and trademark litigation. Maybe You do only um, residential real estate law and not 10 different types of real estate because big law firms have clients that are paying a lot of money and they want to hire people that are experts in a given practice area. And that's very important. They want experts and partners lateral between law firms um, are uh, concerned about a book of business. That's very important. So any partner can also uh, transition. One of the reasons it's hard for senior attorneys to work in major law firms if they're in-house is because they always don't have a book of business or clients. Uh, but when you uh, have clients as a solo practitioner or as anything like a, a partner level attorney, you're always going to have a good opportunity of getting hired. And you can always move to a more prestigious firm as a partner to spend if you have a, a, a book of business and um, clients willing to pay the rates that you're that a big law firm charges. So this is a good reason to move firms is to move to a more prestigious one. I can't really emphasize it enough. That is a, a very good reason. The next reason to move firms is if you're not compensated well. So some law firms will pay um, as little as they possibly can to attorneys or as much as they can afford. That could be small law firms. I was talking to a personal injury firm in Los Angeles the other day, and they want to pay their attorneys fifty to 60000 a year because they have all these methods and they don't need a lot of skill because sometimes auto accidents and stuff are basically about was there a crash, what did was, and then what were the injuries, and then there's tables that people follow for the injuries. So they don't want to hire expensive people. I've also seen other firms pay people as little as forty five thousand a year, and so these sorts of firms, if you're making significantly under market, wherever you are, you may want to move. It, it's important also to understand why the firm's not compensating you well. So if a law firm's not compensating you well, um, then you probably want to try to go someplace that is compensating you. Know, now, when I say not compensating you well, I'm not talking about a few thousand dollars. I'm not talking about $10,000. I'm talking about larger numbers uh, that, that are relevant to you searching. So sometimes the law firm may just not have the money to pay you well. And if they can't afford to pay you well, this doesn't mean, this means typically that they don't have a lot of work. They don't have, they're not bringing enough business. There's something wrong with their business models or they're doing something wrong in the market. So some businesses aren't offering the, what people want. And uh, so they're, they're, or they're not marketing themselves correctly or people don't respect the partners in the firm. So that means basically that um, the law firm is not doing what it's supposed to. And if the law firm's not doing what it's supposed to attract business, then that's a problem. It could be in a small market where there's no clients. It could be in a practice area where there's no clients. It could be trying to sell something that law that companies in that market don't want. Imagine having a tax law firm in a town of 10,000 people where the closest town is an hour away with 25,000 people. That's not smart. Law firms should be feeding a hungry market. They should have plenty of people lining up for their work. The firm may also not have a good enough reputation. They may have a bad reputation or more likely they're just serving the wrong client. The client can't pay high rates or the law firm does whatever work, that's it. And if you can, you should be, and the idea is you're just, regardless of why they're not 
paying you enough. You're just working for a group without the market power and strength to pay you well. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. Also, the law firm may not work well in the market and you're being penalized for that. So that just means that the law firm just has problems with market fit. So the people may be nice, the environment may be collegial, but the absence of money is typically something that won't change. In fact, the absence of money is a sign that you may lose your job at some point. And you have to look at what happens to people there. So I talk to people all the time and they're like, people come to our firm, they learn a trade. And then because they can make more money at another firm, they leave. And I was talking to someone the other day, they were at a firm in Washington, D.C. that was paying, I don't know, $80,000 a year, but was trade, training people in international trade, which is a kind of a good niche practice area. And everybody was leaving after two years. And he said, somebody just went to I don't know, a big firm, firm that pays would pay someone like that 200,000 plus a year. Sometimes lower paid jobs mean you need to move. And that firm was doing a form of international trade for clients that couldn't pay as much or was a niche thing. Regardless of how nice the people may be or all that stuff, it just doesn't make sense to stay there. And if a law firm has the money to pay you well, like they are doing well, then that just means they're doing something else with it. Sometimes law firms are operated by one person. Those one pe person, that one person that's operating the firm may not have the ability to do, the, to, to, they may want to keep all the money. That's just what happens. Sometimes the firms, I talked to one woman not too long ago where the firm had this ridiculously expensive office in Los Angeles, but was doing low budget patent prosecution. So all the money went to pay for this, this office. Sometimes the partner, there's a partner or two in charge that are just taking all the money that comes in, never will pay you a lot. That's what they believe. Or sometimes they're paying retired partners a lot of money that may have started the firm or just the partner, partner that started the firm a lot of money that's not even working. So again, firms that don't pay you a lot of money when other firms doing the same work in your market or other markets do, you should move firms if it's a lot, if it's long if it's too low. And that's just how it is. You need to get out of there. And partners will often have this issue because the law firm will take the income of the most productive partners and redistribute it to non-productive partners oftentimes and, and open new offices and all sorts of things. So sometimes your law firm uh, may have opened a new office and the office, everybody leaves and they have the office expense or who knows, or they can't hire people in the market. So in these sorts of situations, it definitely makes sense to move. And many partners will move several times over their careers uh, because um, they go to firms where, you know, where they, they aren't getting paid enough, where, peop where people are taking too much of their um, income that they could generate at other firms, and that's helping them. And in these situations, it makes sense for partners to move. And many partners will move several times in their careers because of this. Other times, law firms are having ex financial problems. You don't know why that is. But... You should work in firms that are on the way up and not the way down. The, the biggest way to get ahead is to hitch your train, hitch yourself to the, 
to a ladder going up and not a ladder going down. Law firms that are going down are often very old law firms sometimes, or they may be um, firms where partners are leaving. They may be firms where they're losing business, but that's scary. What's the point of that? You want to be in law firms that are moving up. The best law firms to work in, by the way, I'll just tell you right off, right off the bat, are new law firms with partners that are experienced in running law firms or working in very sophisticated law firms that come out of very good law firms with a lot of business or good law firms with a lot of business and they keep growing. They're like 10 attorneys one year, 15 the next. Just imagine when I grew, when I joined Quinn Emanuel at 45 attorneys and now it's over a thousand. That's a good opportunity. The other time you be, may be compensated poorly is a law firm doesn't value you. They're not going to give you raises because they're not that excited about you. Or they may just believe they can always hire other attorneys in the market and find someone else. They can hire recruiters. That's just what they law. If someone leaves, no problem. They hire a recruiter. They, someone is in whatever. They will, if you're fungible and they believe that they can put an ad out and get someone like you that will bill more hours and are more, it's just as enthusiastic, they can get rid of you and hire someone else. So if you sense this, you should go to a firm that values you. I've worked with countless law firms that didn't value, uh, countless attorneys that didn't, where they were at law firms that didn't value them. So they, so they moved firms and they had massive success at their new firms. And so money, uh, when a law firm's paying you a lot of money, it means that they have a lot of work, they need you, and um, they're paying you that money to hold on to you. This is what the biggest law firms do. And small law firms do this as well. You just never know. So that's a great reason um, just to make more money if uh, you feel that there's reasons that you're not being paid more money. This is um, one of the most important reasons uh, that people should move firms. Um, the other one is to be close to your significant other. It could be your long-term boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be your someone you're going to marry or someone you're married to. And if you believe that relationship is likely to last, then hell yeah, you should try to move there or have them move to you. But if that's not in the cards, then you want to try to move there with that person because law firms like that. One of the things that law firms like is they like anything that shows any form of permanence for people, whether they're moving to a larger market or a smaller market. They like it when you settle down. Law firms love it when people buy homes in the market that they're in because that shows they're going to stay. They can give you more work. You're likely to be someone that's stable with their clients. You're likely, in many cases, if you get married, to have a family. The family will make you much more cautious about recklessly moving firms. It will make you work harder because you have people to support. It will make you more permanent. It will make it more likely that you're not going to leave the practice of law or go take an in-house job or go into the government or something along those lines because your family is going to depend on you for homes, for car payments, for for spending money, for for all those things. So the law firm depends on you. And if the law firm depends on you, that's hugely important. So you always want the law firms to depend on you. You want if the law firm to believe you're dependent on them. Because if they believe you're dependent on them, uh, they're more likely to make you partner. They're more likely uh, to do all those things. So being close to a significant other means you're likely to stay in that market. You're likely to stay in that job. You're likely not to move around. And if people do this, it's one of the most uh, important and best reasons for moving firms. Because when you do that, the law firm 
is it will know um, that you're likely to stay. And you'll actually be more likely uh, to get jobs when you move to those areas. Again, extremely important uh, reason is if your significant other is there. But the other thing uh, that you need to ask, and this is very important, is you need to ask whose career is more important. So I've seen people move markets when when their, their significant other might um, have a sales job for a company or, or something and doesn't pay it. So you need to understand who's more important. And I hate to say it, but if you have mentors, if you're doing well, if you're advancing, if your compensation's good, then you have what's called political capital or law firm capital, meaning if you move, you're going to lose that. And again, this is a reason for not moving is having this political capital. So law firms prefer that their careers of their attorneys are prioritized in the romantic relationships and not the other way around. So you have to be very careful with that. Um, and um, even though it's a good reason, you have to make sure that you have a good reason. So what would a good reason be? My husband's, my wife's family lives in this market. We're planning on having kids and we need someone to help out my wife's entire, I have, don't have as much of a family, all these sorts of things. So you need to market in that way. Again, these are hugely important. If you're able to do this, you will get profoundly more jobs than um, others. But you have to say, who would you want to, who would you want to, who would you prioritize? Would you want someone whose career took second place in a relationship or someone whose career took first place? So I've seen a lot of examples of good attorneys that didn't get hired. So I was working with a woman not too long ago that would move to San Diego and, and had been married for, I don't know, 15 years or something or a long time, 10 years. And, and then, and then had moved to San Diego as a, like a first or second year associate, but she had moved something like six times with her husband over this 10 year period that they had been together because he just kept getting transferred to other naval bases or something. So she'd been in all over the world, but in Maryland and San Diego and all these San Francisco and all these different places, obviously that's a risky hire. And I helped her not talk about that on her resume and so forth, but that's risky. So law firms, because the law firm is going to believe you're just going to move. So you may be working there, but again, law firms want you to have obligations hanging over your head. The more obligations, the better, because you're going to need to stay there. And I'm saying if you buy a really expensive car or you move into an expensive house, that's an obligation. If you talk about, if you have student loans, that's an obligation. Law firms want you to have obligations because it means you'll stick around. They can introduce you to clients. You're welcome to work harder. When people are moving harder or closer to be a significant other, this is going to suggest that they're likely um, to settle down in that market and be stable. And if they're moving to be closer to a significant other, that's something they should do, all things considered, it's going to benefit their career if they make it as they want to settle down, buy a house and so forth. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.